Hello and welcome back to Chewing Cat. For your information, I just turned 23 a month ago, and so will be Chang in around two weeks. So in this episode, we'd like to make a little wrap up on this year, our 22. I don't know what about you, but I think 22 is one of the life-changing periods. I have the feelings that what we do today will shape our future, as always. <laughs> and we all know that it's been a crazy year, and boredom has become a common word, unluckiness happens, but all that cannot stop us from exploring, learning new things, and recording our 20s moments. So, right in this episode, we'll be telling you guys some amazing things that has happened to both of us. Right, for a lot of people, 22 can also be the age of many firsts. First job, first business card, first car, first apartment. They might cross the life with wind blowing through their hair and 22 by Taylor as the soundtrack. But right here, <laughs> but later on, we share with you our 2021, our 22nd years of our life. You might have a different, more personal, more practical, thus more relatable standpoint. Okay, so let's start. I think 2021 witnessed my first real rock bottom in my adult life. I have always prided myself for being optimistic, for knowing what I want to do and how I'm gonna go for it, for having depth. And it's not like I have never struggled before. It's not the first time I think of my current life as the darkest periods either. Yet I have never lost control like that, never felt paralyzed down to my core. My future felt like a hopeless void and my thoughts ran wild in my mind, even in bed, leading me to different scenarios of my death as the only way out. It was a long build-up process and at one point something hit and suddenly it's as if I was tumbling down and down. I cry and ask mom if I could share the bed with her because I fear what I might do being alone. I lost sleep because of worries and chest pains. For a long while, none of the things that I used to enjoy work, and I often had anxiety attacks, call my bed at midnight, crying for no exact reasons. The confidence and control over my body and my facial expression kind of fade too. It feels like I have shrink into myself. It took a long time to look at myself in the mirror more comfortably, to go to cafes alone, which is something I used to love so much. It took so long and for once, I realized people don't really exaggerate when they say life is a battle each and every day. Plus, even when my family story has been shitty since my grade 11, still it's like a Bollywood TV series with over 100 episodes and every time there's a new event, it hurts like day one all over again. Definitely would not go into details, but cheers to those that have a not-so-perfect or broken family out there because I get it. How it feels like to want to talk about so bad to others, but we know that nothing others say can make us feel understood or sympathize. And it must sound self-centered as hell, but it makes one lonely, furious, and most of all exhausted. Knowing that it's no one's fault, but why do we have to be there? to see the ugliest of our parents and still try to understand them. At 22, I do have my own issues. I don't have much to confidently live on my own, like money, courage, nothing yet. 
So obviously the pressure of money has become so much heavier than ever. At 22, I realized getting a good and suitable job isn't an easy fit. I also the one who put myself in dilemma, always. I'm still indecisive and I care much about what others might think of me. To be honest, throughout this year at 22, there's a lot I still regret about. I regret that I didn't hang out more, I didn't meet more people, I didn't take care of myself enough, not as much as I expect, and I still give some certain people the right to hurt me. Though there are losses, I believe that I and also Chang, we have gained some really valuable things at the end of the year. So, 22. This is the age where I witnessed many of my first, both good and bad, such as having the first car crash, the first COVID laid off, and the first podcast, the first live host, first time investor, and the first aerial yoga class. Very healthy. 2021 has seen many of my first as well. Not the first real job, first car, first house, no, but the first official blog, first podcast, first time being a live host on OnMic, all of which started in such a spontaneous mood, but executed with the utmost seriousness and passion. Passion to tell my own story on my personal blog, I'll share stories on Chewing Cut, also passion to reach people to let you guys know that you're not alone, and we all deserve love, no matter who we are. Honestly, this is something that I rarely share, but I have always had a strong liking for my voice whether in singing, in presenting, or discussing with my friends about certain topics. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm extremely good or anything, I just really enjoy the feeling of my voice, especially while speaking English. So it has been one of my hidden desires to convey something with my voice. While my blog satisfies my desire to write what I see, what I feel, this podcast is where I can execute that second dream, to use my voice and bring something to you guys and especially to hear from another person that they love my voice, that my voice brings them comfort and clarity is a totally different sensation and inspiration to me. You know, at times, I might rather watch TV or read my favorite book or do something else instead of having a meeting with Zhang or doing a brainstorm, but these things, big and little, are what give me the fire to keep going. This year, I started an adventure into our family business. I work as an office assistant with daily tasks revolving around mailing, billings, scheduling appointments, documenting, getting paper signed, and etc. Even some more HR work like calculating insurance premiums. All of those are nothing alike to the major I was educated during university. But I find the fun in understanding how our family business operates. It's an opportunity to unveil new things every day. And by putting myself in a working environment that suffers my life the whole time, supporting various departments, I don't simply gain new professionals, but also new viewpoints and understanding towards the company, the working landscape, my colleagues, and also the boss, my parents. <laughs> 2021 gave me a good slap, both in a negative and positive terms. Negative because it left me as a scar, wicked version of my previous confident self. 
positive because it made my viewpoint of life shift, and thus helped me review my value system, my own definition of success, of meaning, and of a worthwhile life. Before this, I did review my value system very often, but the specific year calls for a more practical and long-term review. I feel like after we graduate, get to work, and later on have a family of our own, we have so many worries, and it feels too easy to get caught up with the flow of life, and just forget how quick time is passing. So even though it is terrifying to have totally different values to people around me, in a society that promotes values that are in contrast with mine, in the end, I still stand with my choices and try to find a way through life with them. I also want to thank all the people, close to me or not, who have been my source of comfort, who have listened to all my cries and senseless rant. Shout to those that had made me feel welcome and given me those sparks of joy that helped me go through days when I don't know what the heck was wrong with me. Cute. I also realized that I'm kind of family oriented. At 22, if you know me, you will know that I don't hang out frequently. I mean, with friends and. Acquaintance. So back to few years ago, I would love going out with my friends, expecting to explore the outside world with people of my age, and I would insist my parents on allowing me to go out and play with them. Well, but with the pandemic, social distancing, and also for the adaptable me, I gradually become more familiar with the situation that I'm in. So I stopped insisting. I hang out on special occasions or. Whenever it is convenient for everyone, including my parents at home, and that is to say, this year, especially the first half of 2021, I rarely hang out. Instead, I spend more time at home with my families, but I feel comfortable. I've become more active in joining hands in housework and celebrating home events. At 22, I communicate with my family more, not only with my parents but my grandmother, my auntie. I've made it possible to confide in them. I tell them stories that I once thought I could never. I love it when they listen and gently give me advice. That is one of the most surprising and amazing thing that has happened to me this year. And to be honest, I've never visualized the comfort of staying at home and spending time with my relatives so clearly until this day. I treasure peace and happiness in my family more than anything. That is one of my realization, biggest realization. I once thought that I should try to live up to my parents' expectations for my own peace. That's all. But now I even find the joy in pleasing them, making them smile. I mean reasonably, and I'm glad that I no longer feel numb or awkward talking to my parents. I love capturing my family, and I find it really touching to see my parents smiling, hugging. And taking care of each other, I love that moment when my family gathering, watching movies, playing chess, or simply going road trip. One of my review values is also how I view family, my family in particular, and the time spent with those blood-related strangers or strangers under one roof. Like I often regarded them. To sum up. I would not be able to get over the recent periods and be here today if it wasn't for my mom. I used to despise my family and my mom for not understanding me, for not being normal parents, 
not thinking for once how that has affected me all these years yet, always asking me to sympathize, to understand for every single one of their mistakes. But of course, I understand that it's not their fault, and I am still grateful for all the things they have done for me, for the fact that no matter what, I would always have a home to come back to. So even though my mom still nags me all the time, and when I say nag, I actually mean she would use the most demeaning, humiliating words with her booming voice about things that are super <laughs> sensitive to me. Even when she does that, I try to be a bit more patient, more considerate. If she shouts at me to do this, I'll do that. I won't talk back. I won't ask anything. I'll just do it for the world peace. Since, <laughs> since I suck at expressing my gratitude and love for her in words, I'll try to say it through actions and little gestures, and hope she can understand me. Well, at twenty-two, I sometimes caught myself wondering what am I doing with my life, hundred times. I stress myself sometimes with deadlines. Work stability, money, and also the cliche goal of work-life balance. But after all, I am glad that I'm finally stepping out of my comfort zone with new hobbies and many new experiences, including all the unfortunate, ridiculous ones like the crash. And most importantly,、mm-hmm. at twenty-two, I retain good friends and I become closer with my family.、Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um. Anyway, um, as an extension of my last point, 2021 brought me to my first real crisis, so that I addressed, asked myself seriously for the first time, like, why do I have to love myself? Sure, how can we not love ourselves when this body and these personalities are the things we're destined to have till our death? When we are the only ones that understand ourselves and thus have the ability to love ourselves the most, that much I have covered in so many previous journal entries and public posts, plus episodes on here. And yes, self-love is the foundation to so many benefits. But other than the things I can get from self-love, what is the real reasoning? If I think of myself as unworthy of love, as a burden to everybody else. Assume that there are no reasons somebody would love me. I'm ragged. I'm scarred and weak. Then how can I love myself? It feels again like I'm going through a breakdown to get to the real breakthrough behind it, to realize that no matter how ugly one is or feels, both mentally and physically, what one has done or made of themselves, one should always deserve love. No questions needed. Lastly. I also really want to congratulate us for surviving 2021. Yay! It's <laughs> it's been two years lost to the pandemic, and I think we sometimes forget how much this whole series of strange and tragic events have affected us even to this day. A person I admire hugely once said, and I also add my own points, that we often call our generation the lost generation due to COVID. And as if the word pressed the pause button and our normal life, the things we used to view as basic turned upside down. But when we really look at it, we are the generation that welcomes changes, have adapted to the utmost uncertainty, recovered from extreme losses, and even created so many great valuable things. Sometimes to stay alive, to survive, and appreciate the things we have are already worth applauding. That is what I have been reminding myself, 
and hopefully that is something I could reach you guys with. Now that we have done a proper review of both the good and the bad parts of 2021, aka our 22nd year of our life, I think it's equally essential to have some resolutions for 2022. Not to stress ourselves about it, and definitely not to put peer pressure onto you guys. I mean, I don't even remember what I aimed for in the beginning of last year, either. The goal of doing this, I think, is just to prep our mindset to at least give ourselves a certain direction in 2022, and as always, rethink what matters the most to us. Okay. So last year, some people told me that I am still an overthinker sometimes. So this time, I want to make it very simple. So here will be a message for the 20 years old me. First, I wish that next year, I could be mentally and physically stronger. To do that, I would spend more time taking care of my own health and my own feelings. I would do more exercise. I would do more aerial yoga. Second, I will work harder with better time management skill, hopefully. And I will try to keep tabs on my spending because this year I feel like I'm already spending too much. Next thing is that I hope that I could travel on my own. I need to save more money for my own traveling. Thirdly, I will try out as many new things as possible. I would love to go painting, making pottery, crafting, and also renewing our podcast. I and Zhang will try, mm-hmm. will try to bring out some of the new and relevant topics for you guys in the next year. Lastly, this is the most important one. I hope that I could maintain harmony within myself and all people I love, family included, of course. My list is not so different from Zhang's, but it's gonna be so much longer, so brace yourself. <laughs> As always, my first resolution is also a very simple thing, to always have a book to read. In 2021, I finished 32 books in total, turning 33 as I'm reading 1Q84. For the most part of last year, books have been my companion through some of the longest parts, and I can't never shut up about the things I've learned from reading books, so I want to keep doing this in 2022. Second, this is something that always appears at the top of my list every year, to find more new things to do and to widen my horizon and experience. In the final days of 2021, I signed up for a contemporary dance course, and as I'm recording this app, it has only been class 2, but all it comes down to is to constantly take advantage of the time I have on Earth, which includes to appreciate the little things, to enjoy the slow flow of time, yes, but also to try new things and see where life takes me. Third, 2022 has been one of my happiest years, if I exclude the pandemic, because um, I get to do a lot of the things I love just for myself without the worries of 2021. And it also shows me how different things can be when I'm in tune with my creative self. So this goal is very general, to keep connecting with my creativity and revisit the things that I love. It could be from different forms of art and self-expression to the way I think, approach a topic, or visualize my feelings. To me, it's always important to have a certain degree of intellectual curiosity And I also want to combat to that feeling of enjoying something 
without a million thoughts running through my mind or the worries of having to record it for somebody else to see. Fourth, is to love myself first because everything starts within me. This has always been one of my main goals since I start making yearly resolutions. Yes, it's so easy to love yourself when you're confident, you're good at everything you laid hands on, your body looked good, and you didn't need anybody. Of course, every period has its own struggles, but this period has made me go to the deepest, ultimate points of loving oneself. And while my heart still feels contracted at times, I hope in 2022 I can revive my confidence, my self worth, and the love for myself. I know you have heard this so many times in the past few years, but the importance of health and fitness is something we can never deny. The hardest thing for me in 2021 is probably taking care of myself. So in the next year, I want to change my sleeping schedule, put my exercise into the routine. The priority is to get my body on the move and lead a healthy lifestyle. Then maybe I can try to drop some weight. This might be unexpected for me, but another goal I want to focus on more is to save more money. Why I want to just go with the flow. Money doesn't matter to do a lot of things. Not like rich, rich money, but just a decent amount that I can earn with my own two hands to do what I love and to ease my parents to some extent. So maybe I'll dip my hands into a few other fields, maybe some investment here and there, some side jobs. Seventh, yeah, it's already seventh. To is to meet more and more people, aka networking, or simply just making more friends. It's really refreshing when you keep a circle of friends that like to discuss diverse topics, or even those that have personalities, viewpoints in contrast with yours. Plus. Relationships do matter, and the older I am, the more I realize this to be true. Since things change so fast nowadays, it's essential to have connections in different fields and keep yourself updated with the important transitions in various industries. And trust me, I don't, I don't like networking either. But I guess it's just an irreplaceable part of the adult life. Lastly, I'm the kind of person with nine or ten hours average screen time per day. But the funny thing is that in some ways, I think being connected all the time and having to carry the phone on me 24/7 partly increased the intensity of anxiety to me. Sometimes I think of letting the phone run out of battery and leave it uncharged for one or two days, but it brings another fear. Like, what if I miss something important? I really miss those times when I don't have to worry about a thing, like those times when I go on a vacation with my family. So maybe not turning off the phone altogether, but let's start with staying off the phone for a longer while. All in all, I'm excited to see what would become at the end of 2022. To feel all nostalgic and warm again when the next year me will look back at me writing this. Just as I right now had reread my 2020 diary entries, and I am excited to see who you would become as well. For final remarks, let's have hope, keep the things we cherish most at heart, strive to be our better version, while also letting things unfold as we go. To be honest, I think it's way too blunt and ignorant to measure one's life by merely the years that they have lived, without reference to what that person has been doing with that time that they have. 
So no matter how old you are, live mindfully, colorfully, and deeply. In leaving you with that final remark, I wish you all a wonderful week ahead. Good luck with whatever goals you're having for the next year. Sweet dreams, and we'll see you again in 2022.